Hello and welcome to Gatsby Fridays, the show about getting the best out of a creative life from two creative directors working around the world and based in New York City. I'm your host Alex Tremilio. And I'm Sarah Semi. Today we take a trip to the Brooklyn Museum to view Virgil Abloh's Figures of Speech. We take a look at his life and work and the impact it's had from art and fashion to music and culture. And at the end of each episode we make a signature cocktail and toast cheers to you. So hang with us as we talk, question everything. I'm Alex. And I'm Sarah. And, and this, this is Gatsby, Gatsby Fridays. Sarah, before we get into our conversation, let's do a check-in. How are you and what are you wearing? I like this top. Thank you. I'm wearing uh, I'm good. I'm I'm all right. It's you know, it's a long weekend, but that also means it's a short and compacted week. <laughs> work week where yes. everything needs to get done in one less day. <laughs> Two less days. And that uh, doesn't, well, for you, maybe. Not yeah, two less. Well. And it uh, doesn't mean that I didn't work yesterday. So it's um, it's a different, um, it's a little bit of a stress, but it's, I mean, it's fine. It is what it is. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing I can do about We've it. We've done so this long like, enough. I'm like, okay, all right, here we go. Um, I'm wearing, so in, the, in that spirit, I'm wearing comfortable things. I'm wearing my um, skinny jeans because, I, I mean... I don't care what the styles are. I am of a certain age. Oh, I now. like my skinny you could, jeans. You could pull I'm it off. short and it looks good on me. Yeah, I have the other one. I feel too, like a wider like, isn't a wider leg from the from the thigh down is is becoming more fashionable. Oh, yeah. it is. I have those too, but they're just not as comfortable. And also, I feel like a little. I'm not that tall. I'm also not that thin anymore. So like, it just makes me feel very short and stocky. Like when because it kind of ends. Yeah, like, I would, like I like wearing them with heels, which is not happening when I'm like speed walking to the Lower East <laughs> Side to get to the studio for a session. So I'm sticking to my uh, skinny jeans. Go with what um, you know. My uniform sneakers, and I'm wearing um, to elevate all of that. Yes, I'm that's what I like about this. I'm wearing a bejeweled, with pearls It has pearls. Um, sweatshirt. I love it. Thank you. I love it. It's almost something I would wear. <laughs> maybe, maybe. It's all cropped up. I feel like we had, we, we're, we're, we're a little similar, because we're both, we're both wearing white sneakers, blue jeans, and black top. Oh, my goodness. This is maybe. Let me... I got a little twist in there. Okay, nice. But you got more decorations. Yeah. So I'm wearing uh, white sneakers just like you, uh, blue jeans. I, You know what? I am a guy of a certain age as well, so I am just wearing <laughs> slim jeans as well. And I think, you know what? I'm okay with it, and that's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to do. There's so much I can do. Yeah. Like, that's... I, have the, I have the baggier ones. I know. Like, I tried them on. I caved in. Because, you, know, you know, your eye also starts looking for that on yourself. Yes. Like, when you look in the mirror, like, as much as I resisted it. But um... even, even men's fashion for bottoms, it's becoming wider. Yeah. And I'm just like, uh, I don't know if I need to. I don't. It's not me. I don't need to do it. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I am. Um... I was picking up Halloween costumes. What are you going to be for Halloween? Oh, yeah. That's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> At first, I said coastal grandma, and then I got Coastal the grandma. I was, told to, like, I was told by friends that, first of all, it's a lifestyle, so it's a spirit. It's, like, it, it's a mood. You can't make it a costume. And I was so ready to just, It's a like, vibe. It's a vibe, but I was I was so ready to just like wear the baggy sh- stuff and like you know like buy some shell necklaces and call it a day. Why not? And then the other one goes like, yeah, you you got you got to keep you got to do better than that. So I was like, okay, euphoria. Ooh, which <laughs> so, character? Uh, Maddie. Okay. So here's the thing with euphoria is I'm like, there's only so many years ahead of me that I can pretend to be a teenager <laughs> wearing those clothes. No, no, you could pass. I well, I'm like yes, but. 
how much longer? <laughs> so I was like, okay. So I was like, okay, in 48 days. Not for me to comment. And then they go like, yeah, so, so, so just the, so you're just going to be basic? And I'm like, yep, yep. basic Y2K going to be. Yep. That's going to be me. Good old Y2K. Oh my goodness. I'm, uh, so I just got my costume. And, and what is it? You know, it's it's really it's so outdated. No, it's it's a, I'm a character from Star Wars. No, I'm saying this conversation. Oh, this conversation is going to be so outdated. Yeah, unfortunately. But you know what? It's what we're talking about. That's fine. Okay. I don't care. Um, yeah, I'm going to be a character from Star Wars. I'm going to be a Sith Lord because <laughs> so, I have a lightsaber. Okay, that's enough. All right, I'm good to go. <laughs> I'm good. All right, so here we are at the Virgil Abloh exhibition at the Brooklyn Museum. Let's go through it. And Virgil is an amazing designer from Chicago. Uh, unfortunately, he he he, uh, he passed away last year uh, due to cancer at 42. So he was in, yeah. insanely young. Yeah, very young. Um, he shook everybody, which is why I pay attention now. It's, it's kind of sad. It's a shock. It's a shock. Oh, look, this is the kind of sketchbooks I used to use when I was in high school. Uh, that's pretty cool. That is number five. Yeah, let's walk through it. A lot of, I feel like there's a lot of Brooklyn hipsters here. It's kind of cool that this exists. Like, and, you know, people could bring like their families here. It's nice. I'd, I'd wanna, I don't know. My kids are not interested in this. They're a little young for this, no? Nah, they're old enough to understand like art, but like they put his sketches, uh, like. Apparently, this is something he imagined when he was working on this exhibition when he died. So they're just trying to, like, they had to finish it. So whatever he was trying to articulate, I don't know which parts came directly from him and which parts came from finalizing it from the other From realizing the ideas, yeah. yeah. Like, they say that they honored his vision. Obviously, I'm sure they did. But to a certain extent, right? Like, he was no longer involved. No, and they probably had to do the best they could with what yeah. whatever notes were left over. So, the, so we're looking at like I wish I knew, his like, notes, his what noted ideas, him and what they added on to wrap it up. You know, like it would, it would be interesting to know, like what if, if he really wanted to put that little sketch on there. That's what I was I wondering. I'm wondering yeah. if his notes, like when I say his notes, not the notes yeah. on the exhibition, his actual physical notes were like six, part of seven, this. Like nine stable sheets, inkjet print. Like to me, this is something that I would just this have in my files, project, not yeah. not on display at a museum. But he he is he 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 is different. Well, <laughs> he's different. Here, right? Yeah. Brilliance, I, I like his uh, I like this. I do like his hand his hand sketch his his uh, penmanship. Well, that first sketchbook is described as saying that his introduction to contemporary art came from graffiti. That's why I kept that cover on there. Yet they don't. I want. I would have liked to see what it was, was in it. Right? I know, like I know. it's so it's so silly to have it like behind a plexiglass. Like I'm like, come yeah, on. Everyone's touching it, and then it's hard. It's gonna fall. Or apart. just have some like on the side, just a couple of sheets of pa pa uh, pages, right? Or yeah, like taking. Or look at this wall. They're not using this wall. I know. Like, <laughs> expand that into that. Put that in there. there. Yeah. Over there. So these are like definitely yeah. impressions of at least on the way it's uh, displayed. Oh man, this I have. So this is the uh, the I guess this is the plating for the album for Watch the Throne. Oh, 
That's Barbie cool. Barbie Animation for the graphic identity of Jay-Z and Kanye's collaboration and watch the throne working with the Ricardo Tushi was on creative director of Jumanji. That's kind of cool. The album itself, I mean, like, it is, first of all, a beautiful piece of uh, graphic design. And to see the actual original plating that made it is pretty cool. Because I still, I, I own this album, and I know that the album itself is, like, a nice art piece in and of itself. Like, the, the physical the, copy. The physical case? The physical case. And all the graphic yeah, design it went through. That's why, yeah. Excuse me, sorry. That's why that's my favorite piece here. I know this is my favorite that's piece, the too. Plaque. Do you have the album? Yeah, of course. Uh, of course. <laughs> One of the greatest albums ever. 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 I like that guy. Oh, this is cool. So, he started a brand called Pastel. And it never it, it never materialized into a fully brand that was available to the public, but this jacket, this um, varsity jacket, has become lore and has become such an iconic piece. And there, the rumor is one of them was ever made, and Kanye West owned it, uh, and then it was sold. But I don't know how much it was sold for. And this is the beginnings of his sneaker designs for Kanye, and also these were going to be used for Louis Vuitton years later. So it's interesting to have that available. And Robin says, what year is I just want to see what year this was. I love it. 2007. So around the time I was in California. Interesting. Yes, that's, that was the first year of Candy's whatever that whole like school album became famous. Oh, yeah. So that makes sense. There's Varsity and all, I guess. No? Yeah. I'm no, I hear it. Yeah, I, I remember the album. And I think, it, yeah, that could be, could be right. Yeah. What's 12 here? His, his, uh, his typography? Hand lettering, yeah. Of course, they make the lighting, so I can't do You want to do it from the side, maybe? And you like quotes. <laughs> it's funny. Like, they're, they're quotes in designs that I well, yeah, need to stop paying for jerry curls. Okay, well. I don't know what jerry curls mean. Jerry curls is a, it, it's a hairstyle. Very popular in the black community. But it, it involves a lot of, like, processing. I used to have jerry curls when I was a kid. It was very dangerous. <laughs> if, if the, the, uh, the contents were very flammable. And there were a lot of, like, fires. Like, the famous... The famous, uh, oh, sorry, the famous hair fire from uh, uh, the Pepsi commercial from Michael Jackson. Uh, that was a Jerry Curl activator that he uh, that burned that burned him. Oh, okay. So these are the Car the Caravaggio um, uh, screen print plates that he used for Off White and Pyrex. So Pyrex was his first um, uh, his first line, and the lore for that was that he bought a handful of uh, plaid shirts from Ralph Lauren, printed the word Pyrex on them, and resold those shirts for over $700. And now those shirts are collector's items. Yeah. He didn't send it off to China to get it produced. No, well, I'm sure he was kind of, I'm sure it was a very handsome off existence at the beginning, right? Like, I'm sure yeah, he was like, doing it in a basement or in his house or like, with small, small batch productions. 23, of course, is uh, references Jordan's number, Michael Jordan's number from the Chicago Bulls. 
and Pyrex. The reason why it's called Pyrex is because it's a drug reference. Even though Pyrex, Pyrex dishes are yeah. the glasses that are made to cook drugs. Oh, but this is why I'm here. I love this, like I, because I know a lot of this. Oh, what's this though? This is, I'm not familiar with. 14 is a video, Nebraska, for his uh, women's line for spring, summer of uh, 14. 14. Oh, so this is the video for the show. I wonder. Oh, okay. Oh, so I mean, he, you know, he loves architecture. So this is a, 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 a Mies van der Rohe building. Oh, okay. Or as it does tell us something about uh, we imagine this I absolutely this, love because this is the one this is one of the few things in this exhibition that is truly of my childhood and I'll explain that when we are away from the sound so he's a DJ but during the 80s hip-hop and rap music there were not venues to play them so the only places that you would be able to go is public city parks and the only way to get speakers loud enough to play at a park is if you made them yourself so my cousins used to make speakers for shows and this is like oh oh like at the wood like the big boxes like cutting out the shapes to make these speakers like and then when you brought them home after after a gig you'd have to figure out how to store them. So like your rooms would be crammed with speakers like this. My cousins used to put their boxes of sneakers behind them because there's all this open space in the back of it. It's crazy. I love it. This not so much. And totally elevates it, yeah. I don't know. I've never been into this whole like taking mundane objects and making them luxury. I know it's a style people like. No. But if you read it, it's like, oh. I know. It's just. No, because he was pretending when he was a kid in a paper club that he had bling. Yeah. I get it. But like. But it's also, yeah. But still, it's a lot more pedestrian than the other concerts. Yeah, I feel like too many people do this. This reminds. Sorry, I know that there's a meaning for this, but my first impression is like when you when you unpack up a, a printer. Yeah. <laughs> so, That's what you see. I see like you know a little like haven. Someone dreamed up a little like. I love it. What is this made out of? Uh, this is 18. So it's like an architectural model. Uh, they don't say anything about it. Though. They don't really. An architectural model. Yeah. Who is it for? Yeah, what is like, it for? I don't know. It's very curious. Uh, whose dress is this? This is Serena. Serena's. Wow, that's that's kind of cool to see. 
pretty amazing. She played in this. I just want to see what the back of these speakers look like. Oh, wow. So to me, this is pretty amazing. So what he did was he has the, the speaker and the subwoofer. Usually the subwoofers are separated and there's a big hole in the back. But what he did was he was able to put the subwoofers in the back and design the back of the speaker as well. Usually all this is hollow. That's pretty cool. I love that. And he didn't use traditional screwdrivers. He used Allen, Allen screws. See, all this like thinking about design is amazing because you think of the whole thing. Like this to me, well, growing up. To be able to make it flush, right? It's like if you've ever put together IKEA stuff, you know, like when they use this, so that things are tight and flush. This to me has more meaning than this. Well, of course. Because I understand this and what it took to make something elevated that was a pedestrian thing that you normally would have to ad hoc. But this is very basic. This is special. This is art to me. Like it elevated the art of speaker making, which was something that you had to do just because nobody would play the music you wanted to hear. And you cobbled materials together, like plywood is cheap. Yeah. You know? Well, I remember. This is the cheap kind. No, this is not the cheap kind. Also, it's finished. I mean, like, yeah, I, this yeah. is elevated. I'm sure these are like a bazillion dollars. But, and also the tech in it, I'm sure, is really special. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. But I remember my cousins making speakers out of like old furniture, like a dresser. Like, you repurposed a dresser, cut a hole in it, put a speaker in it, cock it, and put the wiring in to get it out there. Amazing. Like Amazing. So excited, Sarah. This is so good. Oh, this is, I, I needed a coffee, and I was like, oh, God, I need a coffee. But this is my coffee. <laughs> Looking for 22. Right? This is 21? Yeah, this is 21. So what's 22? Oh, you got to go back this way. Ah, okay. There we go. There we Oh, jeez. Oh, there we go. That makes more sense. Yes. Thank you. Oh, jeez. <laughs> they really needed, like, three different types of instructions. <laughs> and then how for you. Tricky. Okay. Because this looks like it would just go this way and then you... Yeah. Okay. Good. So we got to go back this way. Excellent. Thank you. Here we go. Okay, there you go. That's that. So this is a Supreme tea. Supreme, uh, everyone knows Supreme. I can't even imagine how much this t-shirt costs now. I'm sure this is a thousand dollars for that. And that's where I'm like. It's, uh, I mean, it, you know. You know, I live around the neighborhood of whatever the trend that these types of things created where men like grown-ass men get in line for three Kiss. hours on a Saturday Andore, so yeah. they can You're buy old. a thousand dollar t-shirt and I'm like well, I mean what? that's aftermarket <laughs> so here we are uh, these so this is starts at 47 so oh no sorry, 38 let's see oh, 38, 38 46 okay so I like I like this I don't like how it's displayed. Like, I don't want to see a rack of clothes. I want to see the clothes, like that, like. Yeah, but I guess they just, but how many? Like, where are they gonna put all that? This way we get to see a collection, you know? 
what's interesting is that this does show a history. So what I love about this is that you see, you see what he's doing. So the Caravaggio, sorry, the Caravaggio, the Caravaggio screen print is printed on the uh, on on the uh, champion T-shirt. So these so these were the prints that he did over there that he retransferred, and these are the things that are the beginnings of his of the thought of starting a collection. So these are all repurposed clothes. And then it starts to go in where he's starting to get things made, like handmade, instead of using stuff that's off the racks. And this is still Pyrex, so these are very valuable. Oh, I have that belt. And now this is the beginning of Off-White. And then Off-White starts. What's Off-White? So Off-White is, so Off-White is the elevated streetwear brand that he actually started to create with the intent of like really elevating streetwear to luxury. This is streetwear made ad hoc, just like the speakers. Now he must have gotten funding, and now this is stuff that's well, elevated. Yeah, if he's, he can afford to shoot at the Corbusier in France for his show. Yeah, yes. I have that belt. And this is the stuff that's made in Italy. See, I mean, I, I, I get it, right? But like, I don't know. Also, maybe I want to see stuff on bodies to see what they look like on a form. I mean, we talked about this. Fashion doesn't really speak to me the same way it speaks to you. Yeah. So I'm just seeing a bunch of garments. I know, but this is also how it's, it doesn't help that it's displayed this way, because it's displayed like a bunch of garments. It could be... You can put it on a model, mannequin, I still will see, like, okay, if I, like after the third one, like... Oh, I see. Like, for me, like... That, you don't see the art? You see the art in, fa- in fashion? Fashion is where I lose it, because I'm like a thousand dollars for a t-shirt with a tiny logo. At that point, I just like loses it's all. It's, it's a t-shirt. You didn't invent the t-shirt. No. So just, that's my point. So then I'm like, I just I see the graphicness of it. I see the branding around it, but the actual clothes, they don't speak to me. I don't watch fashion shows. I get bored. Mm, there were some good shows this past season in Paris Fashion Week. You never you, did you see the Gigi Hadid spray dress? Yeah, because every single Instagram account reposted it. Don't you think that's amazing? Yeah, but that's not the whole thing. That's just one thing out of the entire fashion show. Well, there was other shows. And why? Because it was a spectacle. It was like, you know, we're not going to... All of it's spectacle. I know, but then they're making clothes. Clothes I can't wear. Clothes I can't buy. Then what am I watching here? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I could see maybe... I. Maybe because I'm looking at this from... You have always looked at it as a sculpture. Yes. I always look at like it this. as things I can't wear. It's so interesting because look at, look how simple the notion of like camouflage is and he elevated it into almost couture yeah, or high-end I can see fashion. that part. It's just you know? for me like it doesn't... That's why this is your thing. Like this is a very basic M65 jacket, but he added the tassels, he printed it, he... He corresponded it with this, and it elevates it. It elevates the fabric. It elevates the concept of what camo could be. Anyway, that's just my. It's a. It looks like a coat. You see, once again, there's something going on in the back that we can't see. I don't think. I think fashion. I mean, these things I think are made for show, for spectacle. That's my point. So it's a spectacle. Yeah. Here's a. Uh, here's a. Um, a clear uh, t-shirt that says woman in the back. It's a t-shirt, but it's made out of gauze. Cool. Oh, this is cool. 
So what's interesting with this is that he's using what traditionally is interface that goes on the inside that gives jacket stability, but putting that on the outside. Yeah. And this is just a cool ass jacket. It's just firm. I love it. It's so it's so baller. So for me, I don't look at the garments. I look at this as a collection of things in it. So I'm like, okay, I see this is like a little more feminine than that. Like I can see those things, yeah. but individually they don't speak to me the same way they speak to you. You're looking at everything and I'm like, I look at it as like a whole rack. I'm like, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll take this. Do you have this in a size two? I don't you know, know, I don't shop in person. I hate it. So <laughs> Like, I, I just have to, it's kind of like me saying, finally saying that I do not like Star Wars. I finally can say out loud that this really isn't my cup of tea. I can look at it. This is Star Wars to you. <laughs> yes, because it's like, God, you don't like fashion. No, I like fashion. It's fine. But, like, I don't like fashion the way you like fashion. It's different. You see so much more in it than I ever do. So. I'm okay with, like, voicing certain opinions that might just come off as like well she doesn't like fashion it's not that i don't like it i just i don't like i don't You'd, appreciate yeah. the whole world it's okay it's okay like, yeah the privileged like okay who was in the front seats of watching whatever like i don't well that's a, I, i'm i'm about the clothes i don't care about the uh, celebrity yeah, spectacle like, that's around them like i love these things i think this like, is pretty cool it, 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 but fashion is driven like this level of fashion is driven by celebrity yeah so like all the women are wearing like with Kim Kardashian's aesthetic now. Oh my God, I love Which, this. Know. So cool. For who? For you? Not for me. I don't look at. I mean, because it's mostly women's wear. But. I'm like, but then a woman. But I love looking at women's wear as. I love looking at fashion as the art that it is because that's that's, that's, that's my you that's my. Look at it as sculpture. That's the thing. You see three dimensional. Like I, I look at it. I was like, okay, can I wear that? Nope. Well, it's interesting because it's the same, like, the way you looked at that uh, page of typography. Yep. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's what it's, it's all right. It's that's fine. Why it's, like, I'm okay it's too flat it to me. It's not for everybody. Like, we, we don't always see the same things in, in what we look at, right? This is cool. I like that. I mean, you know, one of the biggest things about Virgil is that he did do this very, very strong graphic identity over everything. Yeah. And it and it permeates everything that, that he does. Like. So you'll big, always it's know his stuff. Big, it's see-through. I can find things when it's that big, you can't find anything in it. <laughs> and there's a there's an escape valve, so if you ever get water in it, you could <laughs> release it. <laughs> That's something you could totally make though. <laughs> I don't but I, why would I? No, nah, no, nah, I'm just kidding. I may give myself the challenge and make something like that. So, let's see. Oh, this is interesting. Let's see what this is about. Because, here's another deep dive. So, Life. This is the logo for Life magazine. Yeah. But, there is another sub-brand that's a very New York subculture sub-brand called A-Life that also uses this typography. And I wondered if that had an influence in making this bag. And so now we're looking at his more refined uh, yeah, stuff it's for off-white. Like, funky. It's funky, but it's a lot more. If you notice, yeah, yeah. it's a lot more tailoring. A lot more tailoring, a lot more detail. A lot more detail. A lot fancier fabrics. And what's amazing is he still has to get everything printed. 
So this is even the fabrication is designed. Houndstooth with the with the different types of uh, and the Glen plaid. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. So this I absolutely love. So what he's doing is he's taking a very traditional military M65 jacket, and That's military. Well, it's military in the in the in the style. Okay, I was gonna say that the, looks like the, grandmother's couch covering. Well, what it's made, I I I, I forget what the um. The technique is called to do this, but he's using all these like uh, expressionistic paintings and tapestry, like making it out of old tapestry to make this new, to make That's this classic form like of the jacket. Couch I would totally wear that. That is I so cool. That. that is so cool. Like I love the idea. I love the tradition of using very traditional mil military menswear and using his it's art just background just like better, to it. But, you know. That's really cool. I really like it when he uses. I guess. I guess for me, it's more silhouettes that I'm familiar with. With menswear silhouettes, so like a parka, yeah. but doing a denim parka with sequins. That is so cool. And what do you think excites you? The subtle, subtle contrasts. I think. Subtle contrast and familiarity. Yeah. Like these sneakers are 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 probably inspired because to me they look like uh, Air Mag Nikes that were done, uh, and the Air Mag Nikes were done for. Um, the movie Back to the Future. So he probably got the inspiration from those to create these. It's menswear on a very skinny man mannequin. But he's blown it out with the with the big with the big wings on the side, like that's something like adding the masculine. I wanted it to say more about what the meaning of this piece was more than just what just what it is. What is he trying to achieve here? I'm not getting it. This is like, you know, when some like people it. go to, you know, MoMA and they look at Mark Rothko and say, I don't get it. I feel like that person. <laughs> like, I know there's something there. I'm just not getting it. I, know, I feel like it's also the impression that you personally, you're connected, your personal connection yes, to I it. Yes, I see like, you know, like in Turkey, like in, uh, how would I say? And not the most, like, it's kind of like a fabric that you put on like dressers and stuff. Oh, um. Like doilies. Kind of, yeah. Like, and I'm like, what is that doing with this? And what is it doing as wings? Like, is it going to make you fly? Because it can't make you fly. Like, the function is not there because it's see-through. I, I, I just like, for me, like, the contrast is, I don't know. I think it's the high drama of what fashion is. I mean, this is not a practical piece, nor well, I don't no, think no the intent was it. for it to like, be an, a practical it, piece. To tell me? I feel like it's a, it's so, a, it's so a vision of power. That's what I feel. It's okay. This is my general. This is not about his way. It's my my general impression of fashion. I'm like, okay, what what are we doing here? <laughs> like this is all the other things. Love that it. I can try to understand. Like, like I love this. That's interesting. That is cool. Look at that ombre. I, I respond to the colors. That is amazing. So like, what is it like? How do they even like make this? And it's a skate bag. <laughs> it's pretty it's cool. A skate bag. Yeah. The fact that you, I, I'm like, it, it must be a musical instrument, like. No, it's to hold a skateboard. Okay. <laughs> I mean, doesn't the hat look so warm? Yeah. 
get it, but I'm, colors, I, colors I like, so. And once again, insanely traditional yeah. silhouette. Like, that's a very traditional menswear jacket. Pants are very sensible. Like, but he, he did something with blowing it out in full rainbow color. Like, taking something. Complete neon, not just rainbow. Complete neon rainbow. Like, that's amazing. It's so powerful. Off of something that's a very tame silhouette. I think yeah. it's pretty cool. Oh, more sayings. I hear you talk. <laughs> <That's okay. laughs> yeah, I'd wear that. I was going to say, I can see you wearing it. I would wear that. Before I did. Yeah. See, these, are, these are things that I respond to more because so, they're graphic and it's worth. Yes. And look, you could tell, you could, he's showing the, um, he's showing the, uh, the, the, the sketches before the yeah. idea. I, I could see you into this and different typography. More elevated speakers. Now he's like making really interesting speakers. I love these. I wonder if he used these at shows or if these are what they. Let me know what. Let me read. Let me read. Let me educate myself here. Let's see what this is about. I mean, I truly. Like, I mean, I love to make things three-dimensionally, and I would love to make speakers, but where would I store speakers? It's good to see his sketches and know that, like, they're just very basic. Yeah. No, they're just very basic. My sketches are better. <laughs> That's what I feel like. Hand lettering was good, though, but that was not the first draft of those, I can guarantee you. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure that went through a lot of, that went through a lot. Okay, so now we see somebody wearing the wearing wearing the uh, Supreme. Uh, this is Chief Keith. He's a big he's a big uh, artist. Actually, when I was in Vegas, I was I accidentally walked into his birthday party. Oh, good because I mean I'm sure like. No, I mean like in the sense that it, it was meant to be. Like, paste it on the we paste it on, paste the, it on the wall. So they did that treatment on the seat. Those companies like. I'm also trying to understand where I fit in the world sometimes. Like when I look at things like this, this is so foreign to me. And I, I'm mesmerized, but I'm also like, not my thing. So what can I find, what can I glean from this that I can relate to? Because it's so foreign. Yeah. That's it. No, that's a, that's a, and I knew that that's a very coming in. personal so like, take. Like, okay, so like, interesting to put that. They I, decided to put everything on table, I like right? that. And I think they could have taken it a step further. Like, really make it, like, textural. Like, to me, I thought you they can't, really can't see the, the, the highs and lows yeah. and what the wheat pasting looks like, like when it's on the street. Like, I would love that. Or paste it on top of other things. Yeah. yeah that, that's a great idea, Sarah. That is a great idea. That's cool. Oh, I love that. The printed technique, and it's it's pretty bold and graphic. The American flag, like I, I mean, I, I like it. No colors. No red, white, and blue. No red, white, and blue. Different different uh, techniques uh, in terms of fashion techniques. This I like. It kind of feels a little Miami to me, and uncomfortable, but I like them. Oh wow, you had 
furniture like this in college? Yeah. No, it looks like those cubbies that you get in college, the wire cubbies. But were they ever in like rainbow colors? <laughs> <laughs> Alex, let's talk about Virgil Abloh. Who is he? So we were at the show. Okay, so I'll start with, with describing who Virgil is. He's a designer, a DJ, a cultural ambassador, multi-hyphenate uh, artist, and he's well known for designing sneakers. He's an amazing talent. We unfortunately lost him way too young. Uh, he passed away uh, last year, I think a year and a half ago, perhaps. Um, so he died way too young. And he's an amazing he's an amazing artist. I wish we had him longer to see what other work he would have been able to accomplish because he's an um, amazing, amazing artist and, 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 and an mean, immensely talented individual. It's more of your world that he operates in in terms of fashion and being like the fashion creative director and all that stuff. It's like I didn't know that much about him. And I wanted to, well, first of all, I wanted to see the show because, you know, I understand who he is from a very outside perspective. Um, so when you said we should go see this show, I was like, yes, this is an opportunity for me to learn about yes. him. And it was incredibly surprising how much we learned. Uh, yes. I mean, even though. It wasn't actually that much stuff. It wasn't that much stuff. I mean, you know, it could have been... A lot of things could have been different. A lot of things but, could um, I mean, I, I could have... I didn't want to learn about him from a book, you know? Like, I wanted to see the stuff in person. I wanted to see it in scale. I wanted to see how his life was represented. There could have been more, but he is not with us to produce more. So, yeah, I, there's he, ne it's neither here nor there, right? He in the middle of getting ready for this show so other people had to finish it honoring his vision which is unfortunate because I feel like you know you typically have a retrospective of your work of 40 50 60 years worth of work yeah, but I also wish that that part was clear of where he stopped and where they finished because mm -hmm. that was not clear I wish I, for someone who doesn't know his work in detail I would have liked to see like, I think that should have been very distinctly obvious in the show. This is how much he accomplished in terms of bringing the show together. And then we did this to honor his perspective. I wish I could have seen that part because I don't know. Like, just because it doesn't matter how much I know you, there's going to be, I just found out you don't like green apples. I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> We're going to put in a cocktail. What do you mean you don't like green apples? I don't like, you know. I, they, so, they're, but they're that's very, the thing. I've known you for 20 years. Like, you can never know someone that well. So, like, it doesn't matter what they thought that the vision was. I'm sure they honored it to their best capabilities. And I'm sure they did an amazing job. I just wish I knew where it started and where it ended. And I would have liked more process. I felt like there were, you know, they had his sketchbooks there. They had some illustrations there. Yeah, and they had the some models was there. Covered. But the, the sketchbook was, was closed. Was closed. What, how am I supposed to glean information from a closed sketchbook? And there's a whole empty white wall behind the sketchbook. I'm like, project those things on there. Print replications of yes. it so that we can see what's in the book. Like, Enlarge them. Like they're, they're, yeah. it could have been, it could have been better in terms. Of, but that's more in terms of the way the exhibition was designed, not necessarily because well, of him. Well, he was designing his own exhibition. That's what I'm saying. Well, and we don't know when it ended. That's the, that's like, the point so, that you were making. Like, who made that decision? Do you think if he was alive, would he? 
like would he have seen that or maybe he didn't care about the schedule that much that's why they left it that way like i don't know that and there was there was a very interesting like like it was like a maze of plays yes um so the numbers were not in orders but then there's a numbered system but then they're not like displayed in order that you would walk the show like there was a lot of confusion they, they did a lot of work to for it but it was still confused. Three people had to help us navigate the map. And it was and all, it's not that big. It's not that big, and it was on one floor. Yeah. So, it wasn't like the building itself. So I but feel like there's some shortcomings in terms of how the exhibition was presented. Okay, so I guess we couldn't wait to get these We out. needed to get that out. I'm sorry. We needed to get that out because um, that's, what, that's what... But in terms of just seeing someone's history and roots to where they've reached i feel like i learned more about his roots than where he reached maybe that's good that's interesting yeah i I, you know i hear what you're saying because you were not too familiar with his backstory and zero information for me i know a lot about his background so for me i wanted to die i wanted to even take a deeper dive into his process which is ultimately what we always want to gleam i think when we look at when i look at art and and under try to understand how what was the thinking to arrive to whatever conclusion that you wanted to arrive to? And that's why I feel like, I mean, do you remember when you were a student? Like, I don't know if you were a big sketcher. Nope. No. I was never a big sketcher. How did your ideas manifest itself? Like, how did you start? Was it on paper? Was it always on a computer? Well, it was had it to a... be on paper because it was, you know. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's the late 90s. So, like, 1990 is when I started college. So, at that time, like, you know, your computer wasn't with you in your pocket and you didn't have phones and none of that. So, like, yes, it was always in sketchbooks, but I wasn't a sketcher. Like, I wasn't always constantly sketching things. I wasn't doodling all the time. Like, I, I would get an assignment and think about it, make notes, make sketches, like that. But so you had a notebook then? Well, yeah, you have to have a sketchbook. Yes. But I was, like, when you say, like, were you a sketcher, like, the, I know you were just sitting there sketching things. Constantly. Constantly. Yes. I needed a project to sketch for. Mm. So it didn't just ooze out of me on its own. So like for me, like I needed a purpose to be sketching for. One of the things I did like was when seeing his sketches was how approachable the sketches were. They were very simple kind of silhouettes and ideas. They yeah, weren't they were over-stylized in they his were not hand over- gestures or anything. Like, yes. It just made so to the point sense. where there wasn't really a style. They're just yeah. so great to see. Like you can yeah. get so much greatness out of just using your pencil and pen. I love that because oftentimes mean, that is you why we at... dedicated an entire episode to this on our first season. Oh, was it the, no, it was the second season? The last episode of second season to the sketchbook. Yes, which was which was so important. I think um, the approachability of his sketching made it easier, kind of, to digest. Because oftentimes you look at artists' sketchbooks and you're like, ugh. This is where the genius came from. You could already see it on the page. And then it seems like, yeah, this was just a way to kind of just document an idea and then move forward from it as quickly as possible. I think the genius is in seeing it and just taking the steps and being resilient and keep doing it. Keep going and keep iterating. Yes. It, the inspiration is not going to come find you if you're not working. Was it? I think it's a Picasso quote. The, the inspiration is going to come find you, but only if you're working. Oh, absolutely. And I think he's constantly working. And his and that's another thing about his work that I found really enlightening, especially when, the, uh, when we were looking at the sneakers and all the processes that it took to develop a sneaker because he, took, he, he would take them apart. Yes. Yeah, he would see the inside, see the interiors. 
I wish, again, like as, as a feedback of the show, there were a whole bunch of sneakers in various stages of development on one plank board, and that was it. Yes. I want to see that process for one of those shoes from the sketch to the final product in a in a kind of a showcase of like, you know, this is how he brings things together instead of just putting a whole bunch of shoes on a table and say, here we go. There was, uh, unfortunately... The haphazardness of it is is cool, but yes. also this is not... This is not merchandising. This is a museum show talking about this man's work. You know, I funny. want more more info. You pick up on a good point. It's not merchandising, but in a way, it was set up almost maybe that's like a store. Like yeah, even the way was. the clothing was were were hanged in the uh, in the clothing racks that they were in, they were not really displayed to view. They were displayed to purchase. As in when you would walk into a store and you would pull something out, look at it, go to the back, yeah, and then put it back in. But you couldn't pull, you can't touch any of it, yeah. Which was frustrating, was, I think. Maybe that was their vision? Was it, maybe, was it his vision? Uh, you know, it's hard to say. It's but hard also, to say. But then that also makes them, yes, they put that one architectural foam figure right when you enter because it's, I think they didn't know what else to do with it. <laughs> like, literally, it was just like, put it right up front. Right over there, this is the building you design, and that's it. Um, I think. If, if the entire show was designed to be a store, then it minimizes his capacity yes. and his vision because he clearly went beyond one discipline. So. And, that's, and that's another thing. I mean, he started out as an architect, and there weren't any real... And he designs his own stores, but I didn't see any of that. Yeah. I didn't oh. see any of the sketches or There's any of no the processes. There aren't any there. store designs there. And then there. they had that huge house built... Out of wood that was like, okay, it smells like wood in here. I don't know what this is, but all right. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Okay. And then the actual <laughs> merchandising. Let me get to that. There we go. Let's yeah, sell yeah. you a $300 t-shirt oh. at a museum store Yes. in Brooklyn. Yes. Make sure that that's so out of reach for everyone. There's nothing there. There was no booklet, book design for the exhibition itself, only his existing books. Only those two existing books. If there was an exhibition book, I would have bought it because those are the things that I usually go for the museum store for because the exhibition itself is my experience of this artist. Ah. I don't, you know, the the retrospective book of his whatever Louis Vuitton years. That's 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 very specific, very niche. If I was already a fan, I probably would already have that, yes. right? I wanna I wanted to remember this experience and the works that I've seen there, and I on purpose did not take that many photos so that I could focus on the show. So I figured, you know, they would have something to buy. Make it like a little catalog, paperback. I don't care. Nothing. I feel, I feel like, once again, because due to his untimely death, this, you know, it all reeks of being put together very haphazardly. Maybe the unfinishedness is the message of his unfinished life. The, uh, the tables were unfinished. The walls were unfinished. That building... I don't know what you want to call that space because it was the house yeah, that, that, was, that was unfinished. Like, yeah, like everything was left a little unfinished. unfinished. <laughs> okay. Which is once again, I mean, like we're we're talking about the, the frustrations of that because we wanted more. It it minimized his impact and his his capacity. Yes. Oh, but you and know, this comes from someone who doesn't know his work enough to say that much. But I can tell that the show that I saw is not what I've been seeing in media about him, the little tids and bits that I picked up about yes. how how much of an impact he had, what a visionary he was. There's nothing visionary about the show. And that's unfortunate because yeah. he, he is a true visionary. I mean, he's also a DJ, and his DJ sets are really good. 
And they had a little bit of that in there. I learned so much about they, speakers and making speakers. But none of his music, none of his sets were there. That's they true. were only, and, and that's, and that's like, another yeah. thing. There were records stacked on a corner, not even slotted. Look, oh, Play it's so music. frustrating. Play one of his sets. So like, he like, designed the covers. Put the covers up. Why are they in why a stack on the ground? Why leave white walls when there's so much more work to show? Oh, we definitely had more to say there. Now oh, I'm glad we're, no. <laughs> glad we're now it's coming out. Yeah, now it's coming out okay. because I, I, I feel I, I feel shortchanged by the once again he he passed early, so I think what needed to happen was to capitalize on his current Untimely death? Like Well, untimely death meaning like he's still he's still at front of mind. For people, so it's like you got to get this out early. It's kind of well, yeah, because it was going to be unfinished because he was already working on it. I was going to cite um, the Alexander McQueen exhibit, but that still, I mean, they put that together and then he died. But the exhibit, the Alexander McQueen one, was still huge and robust. It was. He he had more years. Well, he had more years. He had more years. And he was specifically focused on fashion, so everything was just more like he produced so much of that. Yes. But he didn't also build, like, you know, he was an architect and a DJ and this and that and that and that all around, right? So, like, I think that's, that multifacetedness was just, like, they were trying to show it, but it was just like, yeah, here's, here's, here's a little bit, here's a little bit. I feel like one, one, just, one aspect of his life could have been in and of itself its own exhibition. So, for example, with this one, if they did focus on just his fashion and really put a really nice, big, robust collection of his fashion together, it would have been amazing, it would have been concise, and it would have made more sense. Who was the audience for this show? People so that they can learn about who he is, like me, or people who are already fans? Who just want and one more bite of whatever is left behind, like you. It is unfortunate. And both yes. of us were disappointed. Yes, I think it was more for me. One of the pieces that I really, really liked, you know, and it was a small uh, uh, copper plate of the uh, the artwork for Watch the Throne that he helped design, and it was to me the only significant piece. Okay, well, I had no idea what the what the hell that was. Yes. And why would you put that on there without putting the context of what it is? Put the actual like CD behind it. Show me a photo of the CD cover. Something <laughs> because things. now I'm like I'm just looking like something flat, and I didn't know like all the things. Yes. Who was the audience for the show? Which would you not like to see that plate in the context of the whole experience of that award-winning design? If they wanted, if they wanted people to know more and learn more about them, this was not the way to do it, and that uh-huh. is they, they unfortunate. Just, yeah, yeah, it was very. That is unfortunate. Very short-sighted. Yes. Um, uh, unlike the subject matter of the show. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> this is our, probably our harshest, harshest review of I anything this we've is so ever sad. recorded. But we're, but we're going back and forth. We're going because our frustration is is with the show and the way it was presented, which could have been better, which is okay because that's, that's a valid... Should have been better. They owed him that. Which is a valid criticism of the show. But once again, we, we don't know the circumstances of timing and why they chose to put it this way. I mean, even for someone who's like me, a super fan, they left a lot out. And yeah. for someone who like you who didn't know that much about him, I don't think you know even that much more about him if, if I were not there. If you weren't there, I still wouldn't know anything. Yes. I wouldn't know that that plate was that. Like, 
they left it all on to me to take the one little map that was so confusing. I needed three people to help me navigate that little yes. area to find so that I go home and I Google each one and then read about each. Like they left it. They gave me homework. Yeah. So the, I went there. That was my homework. Going there was the homework. So like it just felt very, very limited. When we get back, we'll continue our conversation. This is Gatsby Fridays. So, Sarah, what are your final thoughts? Is there anything that you would have wanted to see? I mean, I feel I guess like we, we you know, went through this kind of like we didn't practice this. It came out really harsh, and um, and I feel a little like oh, we just we just really shredded this thing. But I also feel like it was it was my honest impression of what I got there. Like I expected to learn, and I didn't. There was it was lacking, and I could tell there was missing a lot of aspects, and. The only reason I may be hesitating is because we don't know the circumstances of everything. Exactly. But also, like... But it could have been more. There's still also, people putting this together. If that much of a visionary, I would have expected to see more. So if he was alive, I would probably... If, and this was the show, I still probably would have the same comments. Like, the only reason I'm hesitating is because we don't know what don't happened know. in the back. We don't know. Back and end he's, of it. And he's but, not here to defend well, this you know, this well, version of a show. The museum and the other curators that brought it to life are here. <laughs> Yeah. Sorry, but that's, I hope, uh, this is what I think. I hope they get to listen to this podcast. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't, it's not a mean intention. Like, this is how uncomfortable I get. Like, oh my God, like I said so many bad things. <laughs> but I also, I really do believe in the things that I said. And you really wanted more. Like, I did. legitimately, from, you know, from someone who would want to, who would spend their money, their time to go out to go see something. You wanted more, and yeah. that is that's a fair that's a fair assessment. I wanted more, even though I am a super fan. It it just fell short. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. And now for our favorite part of this and every episode, our signature cocktail. Alex, what do you have this week? Uh, so we were thinking it, it's fall. We wanted something refreshing. Something that commemorates the visit to the museum, I think. Commemorates the visit, the day that we that we went there. So we we decided to do a fall drink, and we call it Fall in Brooklyn. Uh, you start with uh, whatever vodka is your favorite vodka or your go-to vodka. Tito's, Tito's. 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 So one part's Tito's, uh, fresh apple juice, green apple prefer preferred, uh, half a part of lime. And you put that in a tall glass filled with ice and garnish with sliced apples. That sounds delicious and refreshing. I want one right now. Thank you for hanging with us. You can find the recipe for Fall in Brooklyn on our website, GatsbyFridays.com. If you want to leave a comment, suggest a show topic, DM us on Insta. We want to hear from you. Don't forget to rate us and give us five stars or write a review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps to get us in front of more ears and build our audience. Or if you're a Spotify person, make sure to follow Gatsby Fridays. Till next week, stay with us. This This is is Gatsby Gatsby Fridays. Fridays.